to Building the Foundation podcast. I am Marilyn from the Miller Public Schools Foundation. And I'm Ashley with Miller Public Schools. All right. In this episode, we're going to chat with Harrison Phillips. Uh, Harrison's a Millard West alum. Uh, as a senior, he was named the Nebraska Gatorade Player of the Year. He graduated from Millard West in 2014. Again, we keep getting these young cats on there. I, I mean, these super awesome, smart young whips, yeah, Ashley. Yeah. Those like mid late 2000s, man, they were killing it. Right. What was what was in the water? They were really <laughs> excelling. <laughs> uh, he played for Stanford University from 2014 to 2017, uh, graduated with a double major, entered the draft in 2018, uh, now with the Buffalo Bills and uh, can't wait to catch up with him. I mean, okay, so he's got a lot going for him. He's super smart. He's an all-star on the field. Um, and guess what? He gives back to his community a ton, right, it seems right, like. He's right. popping he in on Zoom classes. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was fun chatting with him. Yeah. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, Harrison. We're glad to have you today. Yeah, thank you guys for letting me come on. I appreciate uh, doing stuff for Ron Miller Public Schools and um, looking forward to it. Okay, so uh, as we've talked, you know, our world looks a little different these days. So, um, okay, before we get to that business, I've always often wondered this, and if you don't want to share, you don't have to. How did you get the nickname Horrible Harry? No, so um, when I was a kid, my sister was always getting read Junie B. Jones books, and my mom always read me Horrible Harry books. And just because, you know, I was called, called Harry, I was named after my great-grandfather whose name was Harry. Um, obviously my name's Harrison, but the nickname was Harry. And, um, there was a couple times that we were reading through those books in elementary school. And by the time we got to the book, I had already gotten in trouble at school for the same things that horrible Harry was doing. So I think one time I brought a gardener snake into the school that I found out at recess. I know horrible Harry did that. Um, there, there was just always things about him, uh, you know, sitting on the, the, the like one couch they had in the room and not getting up or my, my parents and Mr. Chick, the principal of black elk elementary um, had a lot of phone calls in my career there. Um, so that's how the name horrible Harry started. I mean, um, I was, I was a, a little a rascal to, to keep it PG when I was in uh, elementary school. So that's how the name started middle school and high school. It, it wasn't really a big thing. Uh, but as soon as I got to college and like the college football announcers started hearing a couple of, uh, you know, one or two of my buddies would uh, hear about my nickname and then they would say it to, you know, one of the ESPN announcers. And then they started saying it on college game day and on ESPN and ABC. And so um, it started sticking after that. And then the NFL draft, same thing. Uh, the, the combine people all love that. And, um, horrible air. Right. Could be Absolutely. worse, right? I mean, I think that's a pretty good, you know, know. <laughs> good backstory yeah. and it's not too bad. I've just seen it like when Dr. Teeman, and I think sometimes he still even refers to you as Harry yeah. um, uh, when he's talking to you guys are good friends. And so I always was like, well, I wonder, like sometimes people don't like those nicknames or, um, but if it's followed you, you are just used to it, right? It's solidified. Yeah. I mean, I would say no one. Uh, actually, the, yesterday I was riding my bike around Zerinsky. I was I was going to say no one really refers to me as horrible Harry in person, but I was riding my bike around Zerinsky the other day, and as I was going this way, a person was running this way. I don't know who it was, but he goes, "Go horrible Harry!" 
I was like, yeah. Um, every once in a while in Buffalo, some, sometimes I'll be in the, in a restaurant or a movie theater and somebody's like, yeah, that's horrible, Harry. So I guess it does kind of stick uh, more so than I even, even realize sometimes. That's funny. Well, talking about, um, we're going to talk a little bit about NFL. So you're in your second year or in the second year, the third week, you suffered the torn mm-hmm. ACL. And we're ruled out for the season. So tell us about your rehab, how you're feeling. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And then obviously we also will talk about like, what are we looking at for NFL? If you've heard anything um, with this, where we are right now with this pandemic. Yeah. So to start, you know, um, yeah, uh, week three or yeah, three of the season this year. Um, I was off to definitely my best start of a season in a while. Um things were just starting to come into my own for me. I ended up starting and, you know, playing the game before I had the most snaps of any defensive lineman, got my first NFL sack, was named defensive MVP of the game, got a game ball, the whole works. And so things were really starting to come up on the up for me. And, uh, that next game in the fourth quarter, um, you know, I was asked to, you know, I, I was out there playing real time football and I uh, went, to make a play as I was going to make a tackle a player was thrown directly in my knee as it was locked out and extended and it popped right away I knew what happened and I, I came off the field and I tried to go back in the game for the last couple plays um, but I couldn't I mean I, I was out there and I fell down and it was already torn before that um, and it was devastating heartbreaking I mean I I worked my ass off real real hard last off season. I mean I've always been a hard worker um but once you get to the NFL, it's so demanding on your body that you should take like months off at a time. And I, I went straight into workouts. I was at Miller West wrestling with the high school kids for cardio. I lifted, I was running three a days. This is kind of what I was doing like two weeks after the season started or ended. And I did that the whole off season. It was in the best shape of my life. So for it to happen that way, um, it was truly humbling. Like I said, I was really feeling myself thinking that I'm going to be a really good player in this league. And, it humbled me, um, put more chips on my shoulder. Obviously, I was depressed, and it was sad, and it sucked. Not being a part of the team's success, winning all those games, and being a, a hell of a football team. Um, I contributed in other ways, but that's obviously never going to make up for the pain of not actually playing. Uh, but that weight has been with me this whole time, and I'm coming up on six months since my surgery and uh, starting to feel like a football player again. Now, this one was a little difficult because it was the second time I tore my ACL. So they actually had to have surgery. On my, I tore my left ACL. They had to go into my right knee to replace my left one. They took my tendon from my right leg. So I had double knee surgery. And, um, wow. yeah, so I've been rehabbing pretty much both knees like I tore both ACLs just because that's, you know, you got to get them both strong. So it's a longer process. Um but I'm starting to feel pretty good, and um, I got a good little routine here in Omaha. And, um, yeah, uh, I'm hoping that in the next couple months I'll really, really feel good and uh, can be back to where I was, if not even better, and try to find my ceiling in the NFL. And then in terms of your second question, um, as of right now, there has been nothing that came out about the actual start of the regular season, but I'm supposed to report for OTAs um, this Monday. And that's been uh, postponed for all NFL organizations until um, at the earliest May 18th. So for the next five weeks or whatever that is, we have to um, we have to prove that we're working out 
Uh, it's gonna, it looks different for every team. We have two hours of Zoom meetings every day. Um, and then either you have to record your weight room lifts and runs, have somebody record some of the stuff for you, or um, you know, FaceTime in on your last couple sets so that they can prove that you're doing it, as well as like a checklist that's on a timer. So you can't just check everything at once. I think are some of the things they're thinking of. Teams have to get creative because involved in these OTAs are bonuses. And because um, it, this is actually a voluntary time, you don't have to go to the off season. Uh, but if you do and you make 80% of the workouts or 90 or 75, whatever is in your, your, your contract, people have hundreds of thousands of dollar bonuses, you know, even a million dollar bonus to work out. So um, the teams really want to make you have to prove that you are working out in order to get that couple hundred thousand dollars or whatever's in your bonus. So um, there. Gosh, I wonder if I should do that. Like, I wonder if that would make me motivated, Harry, do you, yeah. or Harrison, do you think? <laughs> like if I could, someone could tell me I needed to get some six figures and I had to go to the gym or go, I might actually well, do yeah, it. And, so. and especially if it's just a couple <laughs> hours of Zoom meetings and a couple hours of working out for, again, some of these big right. wigs who get, a million dollar uh, uh, workout bonus. I think that's enough uh, incentive to work out, but um, sure. Right, yeah. That's what's missing in my life. I got to get that yeah. figured out. <laughs> so anyway, we'll go through all those hoop and ladders starting this week. Um, and I'm sure during our, our, our zoom meeting with the team meeting, our, our head coach, Sean will explain it more in detail, but that's the plan. Sure. Sure. Well, that's an, you know, creative. I think that's one thing that we've learned throughout this entire process is trying to get creative to still do your craft, uh, you know, whether that is working out, playing football, preparing for the season. If you're a musician, everybody's just really trying to find ways. And I guess if we could find some silver lining, maybe that's it. You know, we're all trying to dig deep and still do what we do um, during this time. So uh, real interesting. So when you tore your ACL the first time, was that in yeah. college or was that in? Yeah. Okay. Just was curious. All right. Well, we wanted to talk a little bit too about you started a scholarship this year um, through the Miller with the Millard Foundation, which is called the Harrison Phillips Playmaker Scholarship, and you gave two scholarships out. Uh, how did that go for you, and how was that process? Um, we're always very thankful for our scholarship owners giving kids um, that opportunity for some financial help for college or whatever career they move on to. Um, is so important. Uh, first of all, we thank you for doing that, but kind of what made you want to do something like that? Well, you know, I think first of all, I was so blown away. Um, again, I say I was really humbled. I never really had to worry about this scholarship process um, as I was given full rides to, um, you know, any of the universities I wanted to go to. But I knew a lot of my friends mm -hmm. as well as my sister took a very good advantage of, of those uh those opportunities and there's so many of them out there 250 here 500 here a thousand there and you can really rack in some money um and even though i had uh, my you know full ride to stanford i still won a couple scholarships uh just based you know ones you don't have to apply for um i know like the athlete of the year got a two thousand dollar scholarship and so like some of these and i think the Midwest wrestling and some of the other ones um, that was how I survived in college for food. I mean, I, I eat a lot and the Stanford dining halls closed <laughs> early. So I, um, I needed that money, uh, even for plane tickets to come home for Christmas. I went nine months without seeing my family the first time I went to college and then, uh, you know, luckily had some money that I could fly home. Um, but, uh, 
so I wanted to get involved because again, I know how, how helpful that is to people. I mean, that might be the, the determining factor if someone decides to go to college or not based on how much, uh, mm-hmm. you know, scholarship money they can get. So I knew I wanted to get involved in, um, I thought this was a unique angle, creating the, the, the scholarship with kind of a preference to the, the, the kids that we wanted to work with. Um, I wasn't mm-hmm. entirely sure how the whole process worked. So I guess when it was opened up to the public, I uh, hadn't known that quite yet. Um, I wanted to blast it on social media to, you know, I have a ton of Miller West kids. The whole, probably, the whole football team probably follows me as well as, you know, some of my sure. cousin's friends or whoever, you know, um, is around. And so I wanted to kind of blast it out there so they could all sign up. By the time I wanted to do that, the application already closed. So that was on me being busy in season and not really, uh, you know, knowing, but we still had a a solid handful of people that um, applied males and females. And that I'm I'm Mm -hmm. happy that for the first year, it wasn't as big as it could have got because it was already so difficult to go from, you know, 10 to five to for the boys, you know, 10 to five to one, the girls, whatever, down to the, 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 the actual recipient. It is so difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, these kids are fantastic. Made me feel like, dang, I'm, I wasn't doing enough when I was in high school because our, our kids are kick ass. And so um, I don't right. know if, if I can say who we ended up choosing or not, because I don't even know if, if they know. Yeah, yep, so they all Lucas, know. They've all yeah, received so phone Lucas calls. Gappa yep. and Sophie Hill, who are, I mean, just studs. Uh, I actually was asked to come back and speak at um, one of the Special Olympics Unified uh, events they had in North Platte. Both of them were there. And this was oh. like a week after we had my, my parents and I and, and our little board of uh, who who just, who did through them, who we decided we were going to choose them. And then we went there mm-hmm. not knowing these people were going to be there. And I met them in person. I was like, wait, 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 what was your name? And he was like, Lucas, I went, oh, <laughs> now it makes sense. And that uh, event definitely dotted the I's and crossed the T's of like, yeah, these are, these are the right people. Um, and so, yeah, I just feel super grateful that I'm able to give back. For the first year, I just want to see how it kind of worked out, um, mm-hmm. you know, and assuming I come back healthy and, and doing this for a long time in the NFL. Um, I definitely want to expand it to whether it's a, an annual thing where if they receive it once, they'll have it for their four years. So it becomes a four or $5,000 sure. scholarship as well as maybe open it up to all of Millard um, or, or, you know, maybe raise it to $2,000 scholarship or create more of them. There's, you know, maybe there's the Harrison Phillips playmaker scholarship, the Harrison Phillips uh, sportsmanship award, you know, do maybe different ones with different right. uh, things that I was into. Cause I, I did a lot of different community service work. And so this one really, um, highlights kids that work with kids with developmental differences and special needs. Um, but you know, I was also really mm-hmm. big in, in volunteering in hospitals as well as the homeless. And so I could, you know, expand the horizons there, but the fact that it was so easy for me to be able to donate some of my money to these great kids, it was, uh, rewarding for me as well. I'm glad. Um, it is just reading through, I do some of that for my job for the foundation, along with Brian and Lampy, a colleague of mine, and it does make you feel like these Millard kids are outstanding. And um, I graduated quite a few years ago from Millard. And uh, the things that they're doing now is just head and shoulders above between if they're, you know, their academics, their community service, their involvement. Um, it's just, it's pretty awesome. But you're pretty awesome too. You are really involved. Um, you've been involved in playmakers. You've been involved in all the different communities that you've been a part of. Um, I'm just curious, how did you become philanthropic? Because you're a young gentleman 
And our young people sometimes aren't always taught to be philanthropic. And so I just am curious, how did you, is that something your parents or, you know, your family? Because that is, it's so important. And it's something that I think as we move forward in this world, we need everybody to be philanthropic for whatever cause that they believe in and love. So just tell us how, how did you become so community focused? Yeah. You know, I think it was just a perfect uh, accumulation of all the things that I was doing as a kid. And um, at a young age, my mom had a, had a daycare at the house. Uh, she was a daycare provider. So we had 15 to 20 kids at the house my whole life. I was always comfortable around kids. Mm-hmm. Um, at school, I always, you know, tried to befriend the kids who, were by themselves at recess, asked them to come play. Um, I got to middle school. You know, one time my table was completely full of my, you know, football guys or my athlete friends or whatever. And so I just sat down with at the table with the kids with special needs and with the special needs teachers and um, started making friends over there. And um, by the time I got to Stanford, I think that I had so much notoriety here back home in Nebraska as, you know, being – all the accolades I was able to to work for here, um, I realized the difference I could make, you know, even with freshmen in high mm-hmm. school asking for autograph when I was still in high school, you know, if I told them like, Hey, do this, they would do that. Uh, if, if we were out of football mm-hmm. practice and I was like, this isn't the way we do things. Uh, or, Hey, I'm doing a, a camp, everybody come out or whatever. They all came. And so I realized the the type of celebrity status I could have, even though, in terms of big, you know, the Tom Brady's of the world, I obviously don't compare, but in our little community of Omaha, Nebraska and of Millard, you know, I, I, I hope that I, I'm representing them well. And so um, when I got to college, um, that whole area is very philanthropic of, of California and Stanford more specifically. Those guys have so much money that they're able to do a lot of great programs. And I, uh, I created a nonprofit or two nonprofits while I was out there. Um, and I, I tutored, uh, at a preschool and elementary school in my free time and, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, got involved with the playmakers out there through, through a guy with church. And, um, it's just become a, a big part of me. I, I mean, every, ever since I was a kid, I mean, I had posters of NFL players all over my wall, tens of thousands of, of trading cards, you know, little football cards and baseball cards. Mm-hmm. And I never really got the chance to meet somebody in the NFL when I was young. Um, you know, I think I bumped into Eric Croucher, you know, somebody like that along the way. But, um, if I ever had, I mean, I was, when I was in middle school, you know, the, the high school football players were like gods to me because that was still, Mm -hmm. and so, I mean, at the time it would be like Jesse Verveldi and, uh, Jake Drawl, Jake Kerwire, that 2008 football team that won state from the West. And I was just a kid and those guys were like my Tom Brady's. And so I realized like, wow, for those little middle schoolers in Millard, I can't imagine what they think of me now that I'm actually playing in the NFL, drafted, All-American in college. Um, So I just wanted to make sure I was doing doing the right thing and um, providing the opportunities to to, to get in touch with those kids and to reach those kids. And so although I am philanthropic and have this scholarship and um, obviously donate to different charities here and there financially. Um, I think what I try to separate myself from is donating my time. And that's what anybody can do. I know people have crazy mm-hmm. work schedules, whatever it is. And I would love to show them what my schedule looks like too, because you can find the time and, um, you know, 
say, especially in college, trying to do all those classes, workouts, and then still going to a preschool. Yeah. How do you have yeah. that time? I mean, and right. so uh, I, I would just encourage people to donate your time because no, not everyone can create a, you know, throw out $5,000, $15,000 to different sure. charities each year. Um, but everyone can donate their time. So uh, that's, that's something that I still want to do the most of, especially since within the NFL, I mean, I might not have a job in two months. You just never know. So you got to be smart financially and, uh, but still make a big difference. So that's why every opportunity I have to do uh, anything in Western New York or here while I'm back in Omaha, um, I try to jump on if it makes sense because, you know, I'm only going to be in this position so long and I'm only going to have people's attention for so long. And so why not try to make a difference while I'm here? Well, that's really awesome. And actually we were just, um, noticed last week you were reading uh, to Upchurch Elementary on a Zoom uh, call for a classroom. And I think that what a difference that is for the for kids. I mean, you are totally right there. You are someone to look up to. Um, and you're very humble about it. But it is a, a wonderful thing to kind of use that position to be a good role model. And and like you said, if it's not your you know, what is it? Time, talent, and treasure. I think those are the things you can always give. And if you can't give a treasure, time is important too. Um, but I know I love looking through the Twitter feeds and everything. And, and I see you pop up a lot. Um, I follow you on Twitter and know that you were just as involved in New York in your community as you were here or are here, uh, whether you're actually here, here in Omaha or not. So um, that is something that you should feel proud of and we're proud of you as a Millard alum. So uh, tell us a special memory you have of Millard. Like is that in the, whether it's the classroom or on the field, or if there's something that you just kind of give yourself a chuckle about, or maybe it was a monumental shift in how you were, you know, think or, Um, you know, that's, I am so appreciative of just my entire time in Millard. I mean, honest to God, um, my girlfriend is from Millard as well. Millard West uh, graduate. She went to Russell. Um, oh, and good. so we, I mean, we love Millard. Both our families live out here. We loved our experience. They're both, we were completely opposite. I was as type A as you can be. She was as type B as you can be. So our, our high school experience <laughs> was so different. Um, but it, it, sure. it still worked for both of us. And we've talked many times, you know, do I want to build a home in Buffalo? Do I want to build a home here? Would we want to build it, you know, a little more West because everything's kind of growing out towards the Elkhorn, West Bay Shores area. And we've, we've both said like, we really want our kids to go to a Millard schools. Um, if, and when that happens. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's just because I'm so appreciative of everything. And when, whenever I do get back, it's been so rare. It's once or twice or three times a year here and there. Um, whenever we're with my buddies, all we do is talk about high school memories. That's all we do is talk about the old, the old days. And our girlfriends are annoyed of them because they've heard the stories a hundred times, but it doesn't matter because every time we get together, we have to bring them up and laugh at them again. Um, so I would, I would just say just overall, um, there, there's probably a moment or two, I think, um, in football, obviously on the field, I, I scored a touchdown my senior year. That was one of my favorite memories, uh, football wise. Um, the very first game of the year we beat number one overall, um, uh, and, uh, uh, Lincoln Southeast, I think we beat them right off the bat. And that was, that was so fun for me and my buddies wrestling. I had so many great memories winning my first state championship wrestling, um, the support I had around that just kind of, there's so many memories. Um, 
But again, I would just say the number one thing I think back on is just the amazing support that we had from everyone around, um, how mm -hmm. hard it was, but how easy it seemed. Like it was, you know, it, it was hard. We had hard classes, AP. I mean, I think I took seven AP sure. classes my senior year. I had, you know, lifted in the morning, lifted in the afternoon. I had practice, homework, but the support, the teachers and everybody, they worked with you well enough so that, um, you know, it felt easy and doable. Um, and so mm -hmm. when I look back, I think I just think of, you know, all the good times I've played in huge football games in college. I played number one versus number three. I've played in Pac-12 championships, Rose Bowl. You know, I've played in, in some big, big time football. Um, and now in the mm -hmm. NFL, I mean, who doesn't want to play Tom Brady on Monday night football? Who doesn't want to, you know, to try to tackle Aaron right. Rodgers, Marcus Mario, you know, some of the best football players um, in history. You know, I get to play against those guys. And still, my favorite memories are playing with my high school buddies uh, at Buell Stadium. So um, I guess that's kind of all I'd have to leave with. Yeah, that's awesome. I, too, am from Millard. And I do think there is just a sense of community. I went to Millard North. Um, and it's just a special place. It's a special place. And we um, moved into the district so that my son can go to Millard. I think it's one of those things that you know, you know how important and how wonderful the education is. And it's a, if you can make it work, it's a good place to have your kiddos go. So, uh, that's, yeah. Exciting. And you know, we, me as um, Miller West, you know, we on Q street. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. well, let's, <laughs> I don't want to get into any of that. Cause you know, now that I work for the foundation, I have to be yeah, real be careful. Biased. I can I say where can. I went to school, but I can't well, say some well, South guys uh, I, piping up when here. I was, when sure. I was back last time, um, in the, in the summer of, of before the season, I was, up, you know, wrestling up at Millard West all season, but Millard South asked me to come up and do a clinic for uh, their wrestle, their youth wrestling kids. And so, I, you know, when they said there's going to be 75 to hundred kids, I went up there and I did a, cl a clinic for them and um, up in Millard South. And uh, I don't know if the West guys were super happy about it, but I mean, we got to support all Millard. <laughs> did you go decked out in green in your Millard West? I should have, but I actually was wearing red wrestling shoes. So it almost fit in. I was... <laughs> Thanks. it's okay it's a it's an understandable rivalry like yes. we talk about it too it's like you don't ever just say i went to millard unless you went to millard high yeah. right but it's always like i'm a mustang yeah. or i'm a wildcat like there is still that you know that'll go on forever so um it's a nice little rivalry so um how often do you come back you kind of already talked a little bit about that you come back just a couple of obviously this is a little different when did have you been rehabbing here the whole time or did you come back when all of this pandemic COVID-19 stuff kind of went crazy? Yeah. Um, so for those, those four years I was in college, I mean, I was never home. I think one time I was home like sure. 22 days the whole year. Um, when I got drafted, you know, that first year in the NFL, I wasn't home at all either because I was in Sandy. I was in California training. I was at the NFL combine. I was at the senior bowl. I was at pro day. I came back from the draft and then I was gone. But then after that mm -hmm. first season, um, we finished like January 7th and then it was like, all right, bye guys. We'll see you April 20th. And I was home. I mean, I came home and I was, it was amazing. I'd never been home for more than a week. I was home for like six weeks before I even decided to leave to do anything. Um, and so that's kind of how the NFL cycle works is in the off season, you really do get three, three months about, you know, depending on how far you make it in playoffs to go as an off season. Then we go up, and we're there for 12 weeks and then we're home for another six weeks. 
So there's about four months, maybe five, depending on um, your season, about four months that I, I can be home in Omaha. And so that first year, I took advantage of that as much as I could and catching up with all my friends that I had kind of lost connection with because they're building all these memories going to Lincoln and UNO and I just wasn't around. So rekindling all those relationships sure. and making new memories. Um, and I was here majority of the time. I went and trained back at Stanford for a while. I took a couple of vacations and stuff like that. But um, I was here for probably three months and through the summer. So I was able to do my playmaker camp and um, it was it was awesome. And then this year when I got hurt, the plan was to stay in Buffalo the entire offseason um, until the summer and then come home in the summer for those five weeks or six weeks. But when this COVID thing broke out, I came home. Um, Buffalo was getting hit really hard. Uh, so I was I was mm -hmm. thankful to get home because this is all unexpected time with my family. I was going to come home for Easter and that sure. was it. Um, so the fact that I've been here for like four weeks or five weeks, um, I, I've been taking advantage of all the family time and time with my girlfriend, my friends. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's been nice. We'll see. You know, it, it seems like nothing's ever routine in the NFL. So, you know, maybe next year, you know, I'm back for a month or two and then I go vacation or go train somewhere, go back to Buffalo early. But it, it at least seems that I'll be back for one of the months in the winter, like, uh, you know, uh, 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 February, March, one of those months I'll be here, here and there. And then the summer in July, um, I'll be back. So there, there's time for me to get involved in the community and, and, and you know, stay, stay here. Uh, and yeah, I've been rehabbing sure. a, a crap ton since I've been back too. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, there's not a whole lot of other stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's not a whole lot of movies you can go to or anything uh -huh. like that. So, well, as always, Harrison, it's great to have you home here uh, in Omaha and particularly Millard. And thank you for joining us today. Um, also, thank you again for starting that scholarship. It has, it always is wonderful to have people help our students um, as they prepare to become college and career ready on that next step, whatever that looks like for them. So uh, you are what make us proud to be MPS. So thank you again for joining us. We appreciate no, it. Thank you guys. I uh, appreciate the, the opportunity to talk to everybody or, you know, you guys um, and look forward to probably doing this again or seeing you guys uh, here in the future. Ashley, he's pretty awesome, isn't he? He's kind he of what we said. Yeah. Yeah pretty much a well-rounded, nice, nice kid. Um, that's doing a lot of great things. And, um, I'm humble. excited to see kind of what the next season looks like for him. He says he's trying to, you know, come back and be better than ever. So good luck to him on that. Right. And really, I would like to see if I could find a, somebody to sponsor me to get to the gym. Even $5, I'm sure. Maybe I'd you right. know, run to my car, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check into that. So yeah, well, I'll stay tuned, Ashley. So as always, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe, review, and share the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll chat soon.